Good morning, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to Nurse Coffee Talk. I'm Jamie Baker. I'm Sarah Matthews. And we're here for another exhilarating episode of Nurse Coffee Talk. (laughs) We're so glad you're here. Um, I have to say, we've been getting incredible feedback from you guys. We were just looking at our stats together, and we are now in 11 countries around the world five continents, and just under a hundred cities in the United States. So we could not be more excited at the momentum that we're getting from all of you guys. And we so appreciate your listening and caring about what we have to talk about. And we want to really keep this momentum going. So if you're liking what we're doing, please, please send us your feedback because we've been taking some of the feedback we're getting to develop um, our next episodes. And we want you to be a part of that. That was the whole goal of Nurse Coffee Talk was to just have you guys, the listeners, drive this podcast and tell us what you want to hear. Give us your stories and your feedback. We want to be able to share that with the entire nursing community because we think that what you have to say is really important. Obviously, we think what we have to say is really important, but we really, care about, <laughs> we really care about what you have to say, too. Um, and so continue the feedback. We really appreciate it. And if you're liking what we're doing, recommend us to your friends. Tell your friends to listen to us on their commutes into work or on their lunch breaks or whatever, um, because... We, we, like I said, we're getting momentum here and we want to, we want to be the premier podcast of nurses. We want this to be a real community here. And the only way we can do that is to have more nurses involved in it. You got anything on that, Sarah? I'm particularly excited about the international, I assume, nurses who are listening. Um, I know. I, I had no idea that that would happen. No idea that would happen. And I don't know that much about international nursing. So I would love to hear a little bit about that. So if you're listening and something sounds wild and crazy to you or something sounds really, really tame compared to what you guys deal with, like, let us know and we'll incorporate it in because I think that's really valuable and interesting feedback to know that maybe some of these experiences are universal and maybe some of the differences make it really, really special. And it's just interesting to see what, what that might be. So let us know. Yeah. Which for, for you guys listening, um, we've had kind of an explosion in our Australia listening population. Hello. We see you. Yeah. We, we hear you. Is it getting Um, warmer there? It's getting real cold here. (laughs) <laughs> so things are so you guys are probably rolling into trauma season over in Australia. <laughs> yes. um, but we would it would be really fun to do an international episode and mm-hmm. just talk about similarities and differences and what's happening and laws and things like that and what you guys deal with and just kind of knowing that as nurses, regardless of where we're located, we are all kind of going through similar things. But it's also interesting because the healthcare systems are so different. I mean, we have people listening, and hello to all of you, but we have people listening in Australia, China, Brazil, Philippines, Canada, um, oh gosh, uh, Ireland, Germany. I mean, 
so many places I never would have even imagined that people would be coming to our site. So we would love to hear what the healthcare system is like for you and how that affects nurses in particular. Because if we get enough of that feedback, it would be fantastic to do an international episode. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'm actually um, particularly interested in what they would have to say about the topic we're going to talk about today because is it, I don't, I don't know if it's something that is, I I don't know how, what the differences are and similarities are. Yeah. Well, well, that's a great segue and we can get started on that. Um, So today's topic is going to be, I don't know if we have an official title for it, but we're going to talk about um, the nursing strikes and unions in the United States and what's happening right now and how that affects the nursing world. Mm-hmm. So we'll call it nurses strike exclamation <laughs> point. Whoa. <laughs> Hashtag unions. For, oh, I love it. <laughs> All right. That's the title. <laughs> <laughs> and go. OK. Um, do you want to start or would you like me to start today? I mean, you can start just as like a little, you know, we're, we're specifically you know, having our, trying to put our finger on the pulse of the strikes in Chicago. That's sort of what spurred on this whole wanting to do, you know, a topic of this. Of course, it's always sure. on the forefront of our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been a part of a nurses union and I've been outside of it. And I believe mm-hmm. Jamie is the same. Correct. Yep. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've only been in a nurses union in one state. So I don't, you know, I only can speak to that. Um, <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. So I've only been in the nurses union in one state as well. Um, so I guess we'll start initially with unions. California is a statewide nurses union, if I understand correctly. And all you Californian nurses out there, let me know if I'm incorrect because I don't live out there. I don't know a ton about it. I just know everything you hear in the media about you know, the California unions. And I've had a lot of friends who have travel nursed out to California and they have such good things to say about, um, how happy the nurses are out there, the patient ratios, the pay, they get their mandatory break periods. Um, and I've just heard really, really good things. I remember when California was fighting for patient ratios and there was a lot of people that were saying this would never work, this would break the healthcare system, and it's gone quite the other way. I mean... Yeah, lo and behold, it keeps people safer. <laughs> what do you know? What do you I know? know. Nurses were right. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, so as far as I know, things are good out in California. Like I said, I haven't been out there. I haven't worked out there. So, you California nurses, let us know if they're... If, let us know if we're talking out of our ass. Um, yeah, totally. Because we, we're not on the front maybe, lines in Maybe California. it's really fucking miserable. <laughs> I mean, that's not what I've heard from the travel nurses, but <laughs> that maybe, maybe it is. Uh, I have heard that driving and commuting is really miserable, but... And I'm um, sure, like, honestly, that the pay, well, good, the cost of living is so incredible. Yeah. Well, and that was kind of some of the feedback I got from travel nurses was that they would stay essentially like an hour away from where they worked mm. because it was a, che- a little cheaper to live. Oh, um, but you can still, like, they were, not only did they have, you know, their mandatory lunch breaks and the safer patient ratios, but they also, their day is considered an eight-hour day. And so if you work a 12-hour shift, you get eight hours of straight pay and four hours of overtime. So if what? you work three, yeah, so if you work three 12-hour days... You have a full or, shift yeah. of overtime. You have a full shift of overtime. Mm-hmm. 
But so, is it really overtime if if the other combined hours that you've worked doesn't equal a full time? Because like three eighths isn't a full time hour. Right, but anything over eight hours in a day is overtime. Interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they're set up to work eight-hour days and travelers are working 12s. I don't know. This is... I'm getting have information heard, from travelers. Well, I have heard that that's a big thing that they... Um, various... They being, you know, the powers that be, I guess, pushing to eliminate 12-hour shifts. I don't think there's any way nurses are going to approve that. No, absolutely not. But also, nurses don't really get a say in what, you know, what, what comes about. So, well, they get a say in their actions because I'll tell you, I worked for a facility that tried to do that. And so you had a full staff that worked three twelves a week. And then every job that they posted was, um, five eights and they couldn't fill the positions. Of course not. And so, I mean, nurses have a say through their actions. It's one of because, the perks, man. It's it's one of the perks. I, you know, I know. And every, nurses, we do complain about the long hours, but partly because, uh, let's see, I work at five different facilities right now. Okay. And there is only one of those facilities in which I actually am forced to take my hour-long break in a 12-hour shift. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else I work, I'm lucky if I get 20 minutes off the floor in that 12 hours. And I think most nurses feel that way. Now, I'm I'm not on board with nurses that say they don't pee in a 12-hour shift because I'm going to tell you right now, if I have to pee, I'm peeing. So, <laughs> so I so do take have my different priorities. Breaks. Well, I mean, I'm not peeing my pants in a coat. In fact, if there's a trauma coming in and it's two minutes out, I'm, like, going to the bathroom just to, like... That's very Try smart. and get something out. I bet you're because, good on road trips. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but I just practice what I give. No, what I, I like tell that. My I, I guess I mean, like that is a smart. That's working smarter, not harder. I guess is my point. <laughs> well, I don't want to be in the middle of like cracking somebody's chest no, and, about and to I have pee to my pee. Pants. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, I've been yeah, and there before, and it's very uncomfortable. I was just in a procedural sedation yesterday in which um, I really had to pee and it was taking way longer than I thought because they couldn't reduce the joint. And I'm like, come on, I really got to pee. I really got to pee. And, you know, the nurse is supposed to stay in the procedural sedation like for a, a little while afterwards. And we had used propofol. And so, you know, it's so short acting. So as soon as the patient was like even remotely awake, she was on monitor and respiratory therapy was in there and everything. I was like, okay, let me go put that order in for the x-ray real quick. So <laughs> I, ran, <laughs> I ran out of there, even though I could absolutely do it from the computer I was on. Um, I ran out and I was like, I gotta pee. I'm gonna pee my pants. So yeah, so if there's a trauma coming in and they're two minutes out, I'm gonna go do a pee check real quick because I don't know how long I'm gonna be in that trauma bay. Anyway... Anyway. Um, we're, we're talking about unions and strikes, oh. right? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> bringing it back around. Um, so unions, yes. So the place that I was a member of a union, uh, interestingly, was not a nurse's union. And so, and I, I'm not going to disclose what type of union it was because that would pretty much give away where I worked. Um, but... My problem with the unions 
is because the union that represented me was not a nursing union, did not have any idea what they were fighting for, therefore could not appropriately represent nurses. Now, so let's, the place let's, that, be, let's be clear, because because you've told me, so I kind of, though I don't really understand, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. She's saying that she was a nurse, a part of a union of nurses. However, the union representing them wasn't a nursing-based union, correct. which I had so never let's heard say, of before. Yeah, so let's say, um, for example, uh, it was a pizza maker's union, <laughs> and the pizza maker's union represented the nurses at this facility, which pizza makers have no business representing nurses because pizza makers don't know anything about nursing. Um, and so that's how this nurse, this nursing union worked and where you and I worked together, even though we were not a part of a union as our roles, um, that particular facility had a fantastic union, um, and that's the union I was a part of before I started the, right. the um, what's, what phrase do they use? Is it exempt Not or something? Exempt. Yeah, yeah. exempt. Yeah. Um, but that was a nurse's union. And so, you know, in California, you have a nurse's union. And where we worked, you had a nurse's union. And I feel like where the nurse's unions are, they are very well represented and truly advocating for... The rights of nurses uh, in order to have a safe environment to work in and safe for patients. And so in that case, I'm fully advocating for unions. I do not advocate for unions that are run by non-nursing staff. So that's kind of where I sit with the whole union thing. Um, But when it comes to strikes, it's a really interesting commentary on the state of where we're at right now because we're at a point so so you and I have discussed this there are I think four million active nurses in America right now and I mean that's a pretty big group of people I remember when you you told me that stat I was both I was extremely surprised and somehow I it sounded lower and higher than I was expecting like I had uh, I no, it's... I had no grasp of how many nurses there were like in America at any given moment. Yeah, well, I I think there's a lot too that are not actively using their license. Yeah, um, sure. I would be I would be interested to know what that number is, but to be fair, I just haven't tried to look it up. Um, but you know, of course, that information all comes from the nursing boards. That number to me was surprisingly low. And I am so sorry, you guys. I don't know what the population of America is, but for some reason, I, like I it's thought like that three hundred million. Probably higher. Have... That's a, that's an old. I don't step. know. Honestly, I have Ta-da. no idea. I'll look while <laughs> you keep talking. <laughs> I was gonna say it would be easily Googleable, um, which is a new word. It's Googleable. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I was actually surprised at how low that number was because I always had this image that nurses were like one of the largest workforces in the country, and they might be, but well, they're the, if, the most uh, opinionated. <laughs> well, they're certainly mo- the most opinionated. But that being said, you have four million people across the country that if we all stood up together and said. This is what needs to happen in healthcare. I mean, certainly nurses are the largest workforce within a hospital. Oh yeah, absolutely. And 
we have these administrators breathing down our necks, and this leads us right into what's happening in Chicago. We have these administrators breathing down our necks, dictating what we are and aren't going to do, what our patient ratios are going to be. They're nowhere near the front lines of things, yet we're the largest workforce. So if we all band together and said, no, we're not going to take this anymore, they would have no power against us. And that's, I mean, that's the whole purpose of these strikes is to walk out and tell them, listen, we're not going to take your crap anymore. And so what's happening in Chicago, one of the things I read was one of the CEOs from one of the hospital systems. I mean, he has, you know, I feel like it was like a $7 million a year salary or something like that. And his take on it was that lowering the nurse to patient ratios won't make the hospitals safer. And I I just read that and I'm like, dude, you're so far removed. You you have no idea what's happening. You have absolutely no idea what's happening. I want to know cuz he had to have come to that idea based on some piece of information, right? So like what on God's green earth data is he using to back that up? Well, I have to think that he's, I, I don't know. I have to think that he is completely monetarily I mean, motivated. absolutely. I mean, of course, that's absolutely true. And to be because fair, if you, we need someone to be. However, you need to listen to the people who are not, who are taking care of the patients, which you claim is your ultimate goal anyway, even though we all know that the hospital is a business like anything else. Right. Which you and I have talked about in previous episodes, that at the administrators all say that at the core of their decision making is patient safety and that's just not true no it goes back i think we've touched on it in almost every episode we've had from the when we talked about that provider who couldn't uh provide a name and birth date for his patient in order to board a surgery right that guy still has a job why because he makes money for the hospital you know, that's not about patient safety, because if that were about patient safety, that dude would be out the door. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about nursing patient ratios. And, you know, we're pushing, you know, med surge up to, you know, one in seven patients. And I think there's statistics that show beyond one in four, like every additional patient mortality goes up by 7%. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and like one I mean, in seven, like, that's like a good day for many you know, I you mean, hear, it could be. No, in fairness, well, you hear we're talking about, about like, well, we're talking about hospitals because when you we're hear talking about, about hospitals, like, you know, not long term care. Like yeah, which long term care and SNFs are, are their own problem. There is no excuse for having one nurse for thirty patients. That is beyond no, it's ridiculous. Beyond ridiculous. I mean, there is no way to safely care. And honestly, if any of you guys are listening to us, we genuinely, our hearts go out to you guys. Bless you for the work oh, that God, you do. Yes. Um. You guys are grossly understaffed, grossly underpaid. Um, but for this purpose, we are talking about the hospital setting. Um, so, so yeah, so it's really hard because what we have happening in America right now is a very interesting dynamic because what we're seeing is these hospital systems that are buying up the smaller hospitals. And, I mean, we have these huge systems uh that are spanning the country now, you know, versus just hospital systems that are more local and regional. Now people are countrywide and they are, you want to talk about being removed from the front lines. That is about as removed as you can get. And these CEOs, you know, are up in their ivory towers 
dictating what's happening and the strategic planning for hospitals all across the United States that have different needs, different populations, um, and they're just, they're just so far removed that they are completely irrational in, oh, it's in strategic decision making. It's truly really disgusting. And it, is, and it is. It's all financially motivated. And it is not about the patients. And people are so, like, people are so out on, like, out to get pharmaceutical companies. Like, oh, they're big business, big pharma. They don't care about. And I believe that. I don't think, I don't think pharmaceutical companies care one bit about the end user. No, I think but they it, care it, about it gets their... fed from a, from a completely broken healthcare system. Completely. They are and, Siamese twins. That's not politically correct. What do they say? Conjoined twins. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening with these large hospital systems right now. And nurses, nurses are the casualty of it all. And so good for all those nurses in Illinois for fighting back. And honestly, nurses throughout the entire country should be doing the exact same thing because if we do not speak up and we do not join together for a common goal, we will never be able to fight the Goliath that is these money-making hospital systems. Because at the end of the day, we all know money makes the world go round. It is not about patient safety for these people. And we're the ones that are caring for these people. And so what happens? They push us to one to seven ratios and then we have a patient get a fall and yeah, but injure themselves. Yeah, but having a lot of patients isn't an excuse. Right. Well, you know, it, always comes, they, it always comes back on the nurse. And we keep putting more and more procedures in place. Like, okay, well, you put on the yellow socks and the fall band and everything will be better. Oh, use a bed alarm. That'll be fine. How about, no, how about you give me three or four patients to take care of and then I can make sure none of them are falling because I'll be in their room every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, you don't want to do that. You want to give me seven, eight patients, and then you want to tell me that yellow socks are going to keep them from falling. Like, it's just a bunch of crap. I I can't even take it. Not to mention the fact that nurses aren't getting breaks. And so you want to talk about why we're so exhausted a 12-hour day, because we're busting our asses for 12 hours nonstop. And okay, maybe some of you aren't peeing. I'm peeing. And let me, let me tell you, that's like a little two minute piece of heaven of my day. And I might go on Facebook or something while I'm there. Just say, Hey, what's up? (laughs) Really living your best life over there. Yeah. My best life. Yes. And my two minute pee break. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with the whole strike thing. Um, I just, I, I can't tolerate the situation as it is. And I just feel like nurses are, I do, I feel like it's a David and Goliath situation. Well, here's, here's what I'll say about that. I have had the opportunity to hear a little bit from the other side because of one of my family members who um, has worked higher up in hospital administration and she's a nurse and she sort of worked her way up to the more, you know, people that we would look at with disdain kind of level. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, she fully admits that she's removed from the bedside. And tries to, you know, stay in touch. And, like, part of the way she does is by talking to me mm-hmm. and having her pulse sort of on the on the bedside. But though I do believe, and maybe this is naive, though I do believe that unions are out there for the right reasons, ultimately, many of them, I can't speak for all, this is just what she was dealing with, end up 
functioning like a big business also out for the same kind of end game. And so you end up having two big businesses kind of fighting it out. And that, I, I don't know that it's like 100% pure, oh, this is, this is the David going up against the Goliath. I think that it ultimately ends up being like a mini Goliath and a Goliath. Yeah, but that's the whole point of the unions is to have somebody who can go head to head. I agree, but I just don't know that they're out there being like, this is a hundred percent, like one hundred percent only about, you know, nursing safety or whatever the issue is that they're talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they have their own monetary um, influences and and a wide Mm -hmm. variety of different things like that. And I'm not saying they're not good, not at all. And, like, we'll get to that in a a moment of, like, the pros and cons. But I I don't know that it's as, like, I've just seen several sides of it. And, like, they – and maybe it just comes down to decision-making. And that kind of ties hand-in-hand with, obviously, with strikes. So nobody wants to strike. Nobody wants to. The unions don't want to and the hospitals don't want to. It's obvious – it's a necessary evil in in a situation in which negotiations were not able to be reached um i think you've got part of the population who says you know it's because like the unions were being selfish and they should have given in so that they didn't you know have to strike and then the other half saying we are standing firm with what we believe in which is patient safety mm-hmm. and even in a strike in the inconvenience of that isn't going to impact this. And maybe when it starts to affect you financially, you're going to care about what we have to say. Well, I have a couple of thoughts on that. First of all, I completely agree with you that unions are not selfless in this picture. And I can speak on the union that I was a part of. We'll continue calling it the pizza makers union. <laughs> um, because they were very selfishly motivated And I did not feel well represented by them at all. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what the statistics are throughout the country about how many nursing unions there are that are represented by non-nursing unions. Um, I I really don't know if this is a unique situation or if this happens elsewhere. Um, And I've never been a part of a union that was represented by a nursing union. So... It's really hard for me to comment because I I am not an advocate of the way my union was run at all. I mm-hmm. think it was pr- a pretty uh, despicable representation for nurses. Um, Did your so, state, ha- this might have been too, um, too recent. Did your state have the Right to Work Act? What What is that? That is where the state legislation allows people to opt out of being in the union so some have mandatory union participation and some have the right to work act so working or being a part of the union was a condition of employment okay uh yeah so you because that was when when i got hired on they told us that we had the right to not be in the union and so then as part of the hospital orientation we had to go to union orientation. And when I was there, I was like, I don't want to be in the union. And they were like, it's a condition of employment. And I told, and I said, I was told I had the right to not be in the union. And they said, yeah, like you, you have, have the, the right, right to not you, work here. You have the right to not work here. That's exactly what they said. That's insane. That's exactly what they said. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have wow. a choice. 
Yes. So that was a that was a whole other point of contention sure. because you can't in one sentence tell me that I have the right to choose whether I'm in the union um, because the choice you were giving me was you cannot work here. It was well, it's not. Like you have the right to take drugs and be a nurse, but you also will get fired for doing so. Like that's that's essentially right. what that means. It's like right. No, you can't. Right. It's crazy. Um, oh. I want to. I I know, and, and I want to. I want to turn this into um, just talking about striking for a minute um, because I don't want to run out of time and not cover this. Yeah, topic not talk about the um, um, different aspects. Well, of that. what I want to talk about. So, I was recently in 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 remotely close to an area in which um, one of the health systems went on strike, and, and you know I'm a traveler. Well, I do some travel nursing. I also have permanent positions, but. Um, when I heard about this, I was like, oh, sweet, more money. Mm -hmm. I'll go, I'll go do a straight contract. Scab? Yeah. Okay. So so (laughs) I was like, I'll go do a strike contract. And then I started seeing like people posting on Facebook about like, oh, these scabs crossing the line and blah, blah, blah. Now there are, there are two perspectives here and I'm not saying that either one is right or wrong. Um, because I understand both sides. On one hand, these ho- I'm I'm not siding with the hospitals because I just feel like hospitals are really greedy institutions as it is. But there are still patients to be cared for in these institutions, and I completely support the fact that nurses want and need to strike for their rights. I a hundred percent support that. But there are still patients that have to be cared for. and Well, I mean, that is you, the big debate. Totally. Well, well, right. And, and and there's so many facets to it as well. For example, you know, when people are on strike, I know the, the one of the recent ones I know about, people were forced, obviously, to use their, um, their time off, their PTO or ETO mm-hmm. or CTO or whatever you call it. Um, you know, to get paychecks. And when they ran out of that, they were just posting their jobs. And if your job got taken while you were on strike, too bad you were out of a job. And I just think wow. that's kind of, de- yeah, I just think that's really deplorable. I've um, heard of them having to use up all their PTO and then ultimately not getting paid, but I didn't, hadn't heard about the job thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's true for everywhere that's on strike or was yeah. just true for this situation. I wonder if that, is that hand in hand with a union contract in some way, like because every contract I, is different. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. That's like some dark shit. Yeah. Because yeah. you're mandated to strike. Uh no, that's not true. Um you have the option to strike and you are supposed to tell the union whether your intent is to strike. Because I know some people on a recent strike that didn't strike because for their own reasons. Like they couldn't financially afford to not have a paycheck coming in. I mean, I think a lot of people would be in that boat. You know, so, I mean, there are people that don't strike, but that, can you imagine? I thought you were mandated to, but I must be. Well, and maybe maybe it's different at various places. Again, maybe that's uh, Although I suppose I would argue technically, legally or not, like technically you can show up to work. Right. Yeah. But then, of course, then you have your your coworkers that you work alongside. Some of these people you've worked alongside for years and you're going into 
work crossing that line. Yeah. And I mean, that would the, make you feel good. I mean, it's, can you just even imagine that terrible dynamic? Like your coworkers are out there and you want to fight for that cause, but you can't afford it for your family. Like you have to put food on your table. That's part of the scare tactic of like, this is bigger than you. It's about the group and it's about the patients and it's about the change, you know, whether or not we can affect change. But I don't know that it's always a reasonable expectation when it wasn't the floor nurse's responsibility to negotiate the contract but then they're the pawns that are being used and their presence or lack thereof is the thing that's supposed to move mountains Mm -hmm. but they weren't they're doing what they're supposed to be doing like they show up and they are told how many patients they're gonna have right you know and like not to say that the strike doesn't affect the higher-ups in the unions obviously it does but it just it just sucks from start to finish, which is why nobody wants them. It's not it's not fiscally responsible for on either side. Like it's nobody wants it, but it does happen. So here's my question: um, Have you taken? I don't know if it's technically considered scab because I think you have to be a part of the union and then have crossed the picket line to be one. But where did that term even come from? Well, unions have been around for a long time, so well, I know I, I know. would imagine. Well, if if my uh, my favorite movie is not really my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite movies, Newsies, has I anything to Newsies. do with it? <laughs> it's been around. I don't since remember at least it that then. well, but I remember enjoying it. They kind of like form a fake union because they aren't they don't aren't you know, um, united enough to really do that. But gotcha. they talk about that anyway. Sorry, that's okay. So okay. So the, po- the point is, there are people that need to work at this hospital during a time of strike. Yeah. And Have you done it? No, I haven't. I, I was going to look into it, and then I was like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Um, because it was in my same area, and, you know, a lot of... I know a lot of those people, and I'm just like, I can't... I, I was thinking about that. this recently, like whether or not someone posed the question, like, would you do it? And it got me thinking about how we as a huge generalization, meaning like we people in, I'll just say America for the sake of this conversation, mm-hmm. have a lot of opinions about morality mm-hmm. and have a lot of examples and get challenged about these things, especially like politically it comes up a lot. You know, what do you believe and what do you, what are you against? And like, who is my representation for those things that matter to me? And what do people think about it? What's the conversation, etc. But I don't know that like the average person is regularly tested on their morality in the same, in a, in a, you know, novel kind of way. This is a true test of where do you stand on this issue and your actions are directly reflective of your moral obligation in that in that setting and like that's i i mean obviously many many places have unions and feel the same way um but i just is it's just wild to me like watching watching it happen and like i mean i feel very glad that i haven't been put in that position to be frank well but here's here's the thing about that is if you look at the issue for what it is, there really 
if you look at it from a morality point of view, there isn't a wrong answer. Correct. Because That's exactly from, right. From a morality point of view, there are human lives in that hospital that are suffering and need care. And as nurses in particular, that's what we signed on to do. Mm-hmm. And, and from the other a morality, side is for safety for long term yep. future patients, I need to not be there. Right. And so I completely understand both sides. And I'm not honestly, I'm not critical of either side. I It is amazing to me, though, how charged up the people get that are out on the front line or that are like out on the the picket lines not the front lines the picket lines that are so angry with the nurses that are crossing whether they're staff that are choosing not to strike or you know travelers that are brought in for the strike or whatever there's there's just so much like anger there and I, I I understand it but at the same time like you have to understand there are people that need to be cared for. I mean, there's people in the ICU that are on ventilators that have no idea what's going on that still need care. Well, you know? I, I would remember during, I think it was Hurricane Sandy, and I remember reading that there were nurses at one of the children's hospitals in New York City, and they had lost power. And they were carrying, this was in, I think, the NICU, um, neonatal ICU. They were carrying the babies in their arms down the steps like the dozens and dozens of floors of steps manually bagging them because they couldn't leave them right i mean that's gut-wrenching now this is a less slightly less dramatic version although ultimately it's actually not right you're not being forced by a disaster of like you know a, a weather disaster but rather a financial disaster but my like hot my i feel i'm feeling dramatic this afternoon sorry everyone um my hot for the record you're you're always dramatic well that's absolutely true (laughs) (laughs) all or nothing matthews that's what they call me that's true (laughs) um do you think that part of the strategy is keeping the nurses fighting amongst each other and they know that this introduces that well, I don't, I mean, I can't answer that because, well, right. I, well, that, that seems to me, okay, first of all, let me be clear that I think that, I think that hospital corporations are greedy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I don't believe in my heart. Now I am a perpetually rose colored glasses person. Um, and so I do not believe in my core that while they are greedy, I don't believe that they're sinister. Now, mm-hmm. maybe I'm mis- maybe I'm mistaken about that. I which is which is what you're saying that that this is an intentionality, this is an intentional act. Yeah, for... and maybe I just feel that way because, like, in light of like the recent political climate, which we are not going to get into. Don't worry, but just as like an example, <laughs> um, it's been becoming more and more clear to me that like the the key to being able to have power at the top and do whatever the fuck you want is to keep the people at the bottom so distracted with one another that you're not even looking higher up. Well, I I mean to a point, but also information is power. And I feel like the people at the top keep their information so close to them thereby keeping the power. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at even strategic decisions that, you know, 
we find as frontline nurses, we find out, you know, a year later what's happening. It's very retroactive. Um, but this is stuff that's been going on all along and you were kept in the dark about it, you know? And so, yeah. uh, Well, I I think that that's honestly like when people complain about, they have to, you know, there's a new policy or something that they all of a sudden have to do. And that all of a sudden they're being told we have this new thing that we do, whether or not it's evidence-based, whether or not, you know, whatever the hell it may be. Mm-hmm. It's always obviously coming from somewhere, but that information right. and that chain is usually not information available to us. And right. I've always been a firm believer, and I'm sure many agree with me, that nurses just want to know why. Yes. I, I want to know why I'm doing something. You can't possibly expect me to critically think and have that be a, a marker of success at my job and then think that I'm going to follow you like a sheep. Well, and if you look, if you look at, there are hospital systems that are extremely successful. Like when I was working on my master's degree, um, we did some case studies about hospitals that are extremely successful. And I, you know, I haven't interviewed people that worked there, so I don't know for sure, but my guess is that the employees tend to be a lot happier, but those institutions tend to be more bottom up than top down. Mm -hmm. And this gets into a whole conversation about really what we need to be looking at as leaders in today's day and age is people who are leaders uh, for that are service leaders. Um, And they are there to lead and be of service to the people that they lead, not to be autonomous, top-down dictators. And I feel like big business in the United States right now is very top-down. And I think we're seeing a, a resurgence or an insurgence of, of more bottom-up and more service leadership. And as that continues to develop and grow... I think nurses play a role in that because they are frontline staff, they are bottom up. And if they work in an institution that supports that type of environment, their voices will be heard. It will be a more proactive environment. And I think ultimately you end up with happier employees and therefore happier patients, which we talked about, you know, in previous episodes as well. But when you're in a dictatorship of a hospital corporation where it is all about big business and money makes the world go round. Uh, I, I don't think nurses are going to win those battles right now. So it, it's a really interesting commentary on where we're at. I like my hospital. Like I like my men. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. <laughs> I, I'm. Ugh, I just got a very disturbing mental image. Bottoms so. up. up, up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, honestly, we really are out of time. We've gone way over. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, let us know what let us know what you think. If you've been a part of a strike, what your thoughts are. You know, all that good stuff. Um, you know, feel free to email us. I feel like a broken record because I listened back to our podcast afterwards and at the end of my, I was like, yeah, and hit us up at nursepanties.gmail.com. Listen, you know it by now. Gmail, Instagram, goodbye. Well, I know, but what if there's a brand new listener who doesn't know know. it? I mean, we may get somebody from another country who wants to talk to us and this is the only thing they've heard. So, 
dear sir or ma'am, please hit us up at nursecoffeetalk <laughs> at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at nursecoffeetalk. Um, I think that's it. We hope you enjoyed the episode today and we very much look forward to your feedback. We have had fun, interesting debate as always, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Bye. Bye.